Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Welcome to this Perceptive Readers, everyone. Hi, I'm James Lynch. And before I go into the Sunday thought, I want you to know that I have a cup of coffee. Um, it's in the evening time. Uh, I've had really about three cups of coffee. But see how smooth and calm I am? <laughs> but you can just imagine what's going on in my brain. Uh, either way, I just wanted to say that before I talk about this uh, Sunday thought uh, with you. And uh, I want to start off by sharing that recently I made a uh, Star Trek video. It was a Star Trek uh, Gene Roddenberry Vision Part 2. And I uploaded that to Rumble. And, you know, it's uh, uh, going out to the other different platforms uh, from there, uh, depending on, you know, how fast Rumble uh, put it out. But anyway, the reason why I wanted to mention that is because I um, talked about an account in there that I had uh, many years ago, and it was with my father, okay? And one of the things that I mentioned to you, and this had to do with a conversation that I had with someone else uh, several years ago, is he made the statement that, People, you know, just got to have something uh, to talk about. And I also uh, explained to you the way that he actually dealt with it and could take it and, and really uh, laughed and joked about it and things of that nature. Now, with that being said, uh, the account that I'm going to share with you today uh, is something that Jesus said. And, um, notice, uh, when I tell you the, the, you know, what was happening in this account and why Jesus said it, I want you to also think about, uh, today, uh, why some people are able to see, uh, different events that make, uh, people said, you know, in the world today, and yet have still a very uh, hopeful outlook and not one that is frivolous and made up, but actually have a solid hope that they know in their heart and mind, it's uh, going to really uh, be realized, which is so important because, you know, when persons don't have hope, what happens? Uh, the frustration can become so unbearable at times, okay? Um, but uh, when you know that things are going to work out um, in the future, uh, no matter what, then you say, okay, might not be feeling too good right now, but I do know it's going to work out, all right? Now, Let's talk about Matthew chapter 11, and we are going to read verses 17. No, let's start with verse 16 through 20. No, through 19. (laughs) 
So with Matthew chapter 11, verse 16 being read from the New World Translation, it states, Jesus speaking, with whom will I compare this generation? It is like young children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to their playmates, saying, We played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We wailed, but you did not beat yourselves in grief. Likewise, John came neither eating nor drinking, but people say he has a demon. The Son of Man did come eating and drinking, but people say, look, a man who is a glutton and is given to drinking wine, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, all the same, wisdom is proved righteous by its works. You know, uh, before I explain what was going on here, which is uh, very evident, uh, if you notice, they talked about Jesus being a glutton and drinking wine. This helps us to appreciate that the wine that they drink back then, yes, you could get intoxicated off of it, see? So that goes to show uh, when it comes to when people say whether a person who is trying to... Uh, uh, walk the straight and narrow path as the expression goes, uh, that they can't drink any alcoholic beverages or beverages that can make you intoxicated. This is the scripture right here that shows it is a conscious decision because even Jesus did it himself and still notice what people said about him. Okay. Well, getting back to with whom will I compare this generation? It is like, Young children sitting in the marketplaces who call out to their playmates saying, we played the flute for you, uh, but you did not dance. We well, but you did not beat yourselves in grief. Likewise, you know, he mentioned about John. See, he made the comparison between John the baptizer, as some of you would say, and himself, that when God first sent John to prepare the way and to prepare people's minds for Jesus, John was walking the straight and narrow. It, it was like, hey, nobody couldn't say anything that John was doing this not right or or um, he wasn't uh, uh, doing things in an appropriate way. No, he did things just so... Uh, even to the point of his own uh, clothing that he had on, you know, camel skin and things of that nature. It was like, no, he was very um, straight, you know, and narrow, as I keep saying, walking that path, you see. Now, the people, you know, shouldn't have had anything to say about him, but basically they did. They end up still saying, John had a demon. Isn't that interesting? Okay. And so once Jesus came, you know, on earth with all his authority that he had, which was certainly uh, way more than what John had, he had a good time with the people. You can read other passages, even the type of people 
that he ate and drank with. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that uh, he had a good time with them or these uh, different individuals, uh, they wouldn't have wanted to be around him. You see, um, uh, some of them would have um, not felt comfortable around him. And yet they did. And these were ones who still had, uh, you know, different walks of life. Some of them, uh, many people looked down on back then and even today. Yet what Jesus was still saying is they ended up saying, oh, you're nothing but a drunkard. You're a glutton, you see. And so what Jesus was making the point is, you know, God is trying to reach you in in all these different ways. If there are different strokes for different folks, you see, God still was trying to reach these persons through John and even with Jesus uh, with this approachableness, you see, and, uh, and relaxedness and uh, would go to weddings and things of that nature, you see. And so God was making, not God, Jesus was making the point that, you know, here it is. We play with you. We mourn with you, you know, and still that generation and what Jesus was saying, you know, the, a large number of them, it still just wasn't enough. You see? And so he ended up saying in verse 19, all the same wisdom is proved righteous by its works. So what was the result of Jesus' uh, wisdom? Are we not talking about him today? Is Jesus' name still not known worldwide overall for doing good? Not something that maybe uh, the persons who were envious of him. See, remember um, in that even Star Trek episode that I uh, talked about in where I told you uh, some of the conversation where my father actually dealt with envy and, and why people do what they do when they are envious, you see. And and then this is going back again to uh, uh, people just need something uh, to talk about. Well, I'm just talking about in this account here, Jesus was saying, look, we, we gave you, we approached you in, you know, every way that, that should have satisfied, uh, what you needed, you see, um, that generation. And yet it still wasn't enough. It was just, uh, for a large number of people became still a stumbling block, um, critical, you see, uh, being hypercritical. You see, and they're thinking of things. And yet that saying still came true. Wisdom is proved righteous by its works, because overall, you still see Jesus name and God's name from that point on really started going throughout the earth. And even though there was a period called the Dark Ages, where people said, boy, it was no enlightenment at all as far as all the knowledge was being, huh? <laughs> In a form of censorship, if you will. Remember, only certain people who had privilege and position and power could even read the Bible, you see. Um, and 
We know that wasn't right and God didn't want it. And the point is, there are prophecies. And see, this is what I'm talking about as having a sure hope. Just like there were prophecies where God, you know, was saying, my word will not be stifled. <laughs> Let me make this other expression. My word will not have a mass, <laughs> you know, stopping uh, people from hearing it and, and getting it and receiving it. And so even though doing these different dark periods in history, uh, God's word still went through, still survived. And why? Because God said it would survive, you see. And it certainly has. Now, so I just wanted to uh, share this uh, uh, thought with you today. Um, and I hope that somehow, uh, this encourages you to to realize that God not only knows how we are made up because he created us, of course, um, yet uh, everything that has happened in the Bible to give us a hope, uh, then keep that one scripture or passage in mind that even talks about when the tent of God is with mankind, which is in the book of Revelation, that there will be no more mourning or outcry um, because all the former things that cause this hurt and pain and death and things of that nature, he said, will be done away with. It'll be done away with. And then we'll start that period that you hear me talking about all the time where our bodies will start being healed and being able to live forever. Okay? So, uh, thank you for being here on this Sunday Thought. And uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.